and welcome to Crimes Against Food. I'm Gloria Lind. I'm Mia Steele. And today we're going to be talking about 2009 and then we're going to be casting our eyes forward to mm-hmm. 2010. Yeah. And, we, you know, we're just going to be talking about numbers. We're not actually going to be talking about food, just numbers. What? No. What I'm are you st- doing? No, I'm sorry. I was having a moment there and then you completely just hijacked my numbers and I, I feel spacey now because you've said that. Um, I think, you know, 2009, avert your eyes kind of thing. It's a bit shameful. Obviously, it's just after Christmas so everyone feels a bit ashamed. <laughs> it's just no, natural, isn't it, in January? You, you feel ashamed. I feel ashamed. I feel ashamed today. I pulled out my, my so-called sports pants and, and the bum's gone on them. <laughs> not not because I've been exercising so ferociously, but because my fat arse cheeks have rubbed their way through. How bad is that? That's no, like, no, it's no, like no. a friction that's, burn that's, your that's, not, that's nothing to do with your, your, your cheeks. That's purely... Purely to do with the shoddy material. The shoddy workmanship. Shoddy <laughs> exactly. workmanship. Yeah. You know, so, you, you need something that, that can withstand some ass rubbing. Yeah. Dear God. <laughs> Is this how we mean to it go It sounds on? like my personal ad. <laughs> <laughs> wanted someone who can stand some ass rubbing. Because I've got a lot. <laughs> Oh God! Where did you go to for that? That was, that was a sick, sick place. You were talking to Mo, anyway. Um, one wanted. I've just stepped up from the coal mines, <laughs> and my ass is awful bored, awful rough. It's feeling a bit rough and a bit itchy, like. <laughs> Gloria. So anyway, Sorry. starting two thousand again on a brighter note. I yeah. think. Um, I mean. I want you to be the negatron of this episode. I'm the feeling negative. the negatron. Let yeah. me just let me just expand for you what what we thought our structure. Yeah, I'm would the be. positron, just just so we all know where we stand. <laughs> I'm the cheerful one. You can be the one bringing us down. Negatron, <laughs> positron. It's like some kind of new particle, the negatron. <laughs> <laughs> it's minus 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 minus. How are you today? Negatron says negative. <laughs> Nugget. Um, we are going to in a kind of room 101 style but not room 101 because that's trademarked copyrighted and we yeah. are not going to use that um, we're going to say we're going to give a love some things, yeah. and a crime yeah yeah uh, about 2009 like Caesar thumb up thumb down do yeah. we like it don't we yeah just just basically kind of but one, casting stars. yeah and because because we can't be too negative we're gonna have a boo but we're also gonna have a yay yes for 2009 and then we, we're gonna make our predictions for 2010 of what we're gonna be eating in 2010 which i i'm quite looking forward to it gives me <laughs> scope to kind of predict solent green and and space capsules i'm already getting giggly at the thought of it yeah yeah <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. So yeah, two thousand and nine. What 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 happened in the food trends of two thousand and nine, Mia? Well, um, to quote my much loved friend Gloria Lind, she's not here. She a seat has been taken tonight by Negatron. <laughs> she um she did mention to me that she really despised the trend for so called like humble cookbooks where you could scrape a meal out of five pounds and all this thing and all this stuff when actually that's not that great because five pounds is still quite a lot for your tea isn't oh it? yeah oh i think and negatron needs to take over just here. step in step yeah. in step in and articulate negatron. fully exactly where the negatives are coming from so you know 2009 was a was a year when any kind of person looking for some kind of story to talk about could riff on the financial crisis absolutely repeatedly um although you know i've just had a thought about the financial crisis one of the big stories in the uk was an expenses scandal so really maybe one of my food crimes should have been um 
for 2009 should have been outrageous food claimed on expenses. But to be honest, they seem they seem more concerned with claiming moats and duck houses than. um, Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, and this is going completely off track. But a moat, I ask you, a moat. Yeah, what about he claimed? He claimed for a moat. For people who are not familiar, because if anyone's listening from 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 across (laughs) the pond, as it were, um, you need to know what this is about because it's just too incredible. To, to miss out Wait, on. actually, it, the, the whole to thing started off because it was actually a US woman who <gasps> who said, and it, and the, a similar thing happened in the US, which is basically they said all these these public servants, these politicians, um, they can claim expenses, yeah. but they these expenses should be publicly. It sh- we should it should Absolutely. be publicly available. They should be declared, yeah, mm-hmm. and and they should be kind of reasonable it should be food to live and clothing on your back and well not even clothing because everyone has to pay for clothes to get to, to, get to work you don't always get because that, this know, is that, public money a, this is public perk, money is that is paying expenses you're talking about kind of travel above and beyond what would only be expected hotel rooms if you're sent two states away that kind of thing or if somebody is representing their town and they have to go to london three times a month you know yeah kind of, uh, and it's long hours it's unsociable hours long hours unsociable um but put them in a travel in and give them a £20 meal voucher like every other sucker gets. Yeah. And let them have some rotten piece of fat masquerading as a steak <laughs> in the hotel restaurant. And then I'd feel like they were doing their duty. Not not supping down, you know, fried eyes of champagne cork. To be fair, and, I've been oh, in, I've, I've been in, I've been in a bar in the House of Commons and I've on. been in, I've been <gasps> in a Isn't it true that oh no, that's House of Lords, isn't it? The House of Lords where you still get a whiskey for a penny. I'm not, it's bloody cheap i can tell you that yeah. it's so cheap it's like two quid or something for a pint and it's and it's kind of in these in these hilarious in the palace of westminster mm-hmm. i don't know if i was in the house of commons or where i was but i was in the palace of westminster having a drink you've been to the best places <laughs> i tell you getting in was brilliant i kind of you know because you get scanned and mm. body checked and stuff and uh it, it was it was brilliant because the guy in front of me was clearly oh it was so unfortunate did he have knives? <laughs> he clearly had a smoke and thought it would be a really good idea to go down to the Houses of Parliament and ask to see his MP because it's your right as as a as a kind of member of the UK oh. democracy that you can go and see your MP if you ask. So he'd clearly got this into his head and by the time he got through security, he was paranoid as all get out and no. he was ahead of me in the queue and the coppers who who were kind of just searching <laughs> him they just totally had his measure and they were like so um well I'll tell you what we'll just uh, accompany you in to the building and he was just he was getting more and more jittery and I was like mate this doesn't seem like such a good idea now does it no 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 maybe this is not a good idea thought of it and oh, I swear to you, I swear to you, I think they, and like his pockets were full of Rizzlers. <laughs> of course ah. they were. Because he'd have been thinking, well, Brilliant. there's no actual drugs there, just the accessories that go with it. <laughs> yeah. And like some kind of, you know, make spliff Luke or something yeah. like that. Or was he carrying so, like a bag full of fish and chips and crisps and chocolate <laughs> at the same time? Yeah. It was brilliant, <laughs> but yeah, and and the cafe, and I only went, I didn't go into the like one of the dining rooms or whatever. I just kind of 
popped into the cafe and had a drink in one of the bars and it's unholily cheap. Oh. Who are these people who are claiming expenses? Oh, how dare they? I know. When they're getting a cheaper lunch and everything than everybody else in London. Yeah, they are getting a cheap at the cheapest lunch in central London. Essentially, and they're it's claiming all well expenses. Cheap. That's outrageous. It considering is. that they are, that they're earning what? What is it? What's the what's the um, approximate? Is it about sixty grand a year? I can't remember what it is. Does it depend whether you're like a member of the cabinet or not a member of the cabinet? I'm not sure. I think if you're just a regular MP, it's it's, it's getting up. See, there. I don't mind. You know, I don't I mind if, expenses. If you're above, if you're above the national average, which is about thirty five thousand, which is obviously bumped up by all the IT employees on their <laughs> contracts earning buckets. Um, <laughs> Then if if you're in that bracket anyway, then you can pay for your own lunch, especially if it's already, if it's already been subsidised for you. Yeah, well, they That's probably ridiculous. do pay for their own lunch. It's just that, well, it's it's just that their lunch is subsidised as at the House of Commons because it's bloody yeah. cheap. It's oh, it awesome. it's so so cheap. Um, yeah, and I don't think they should. Why why should they be able to travel first class? I don't understand. That 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 bothers me. Maybe they want a table. I don't care. You get tables in, in with the plebs. Just go to a quiet carriage. Don't get me started on this. I think I'm going to wind my neck in <laughs> and have a minute because I can feel myself, my head starting to bob. You know, you get really cross sometimes and you realise that you've been nothing, head bobbing. Nothing. About two minutes. Uh, as you make no, your point. Wait a minute. You've just been wait a minute at people. Are you trying well, to take over Negatron? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to take over Negatron's throne. No. Aren't you? Yeah, I, was, I was becoming the um, the angry one, wasn't I? Yeah. Sorry. Hey, that's my thing. No, over here. Um, I'm just you see, I, I don't know. But anyway, to add some levity to this, so, some, some insight inspired this is Aww. just brilliant you, I, don't, I don't even know does it make it mad do I, do I actually admire it a bit the sheer gumption the sheer of it. cheek wow yeah because people can have um, there are all kinds of fiddles going on like one man claimed for the mortgage on a house that he wasn't actually living in yeah, because, it's it, because of... it was more than the mortgage in his own house, therefore he's making money on it. Yeah, somebody else. Um, th- there are lots of things like obviously there's a lot of nepotism going on. They mm. employ family members and play them and pay them a wage for a nominal kind of, you know, Role. expenditure of their time, and all, all kinds of, th- of fiddles going on. People have their houses um, redecorated and renovated. This guy, I can't explain. Just explain. It, it's just that I can't. Don't know if I know the total things, but basically he claimed for uh, renovations to the moat. Yes, on his country yeah. house, the moat, the moat, the the moat, and the best thing about it was when he was challenged on it, he was going, "Well, I don't know what people's problem is. Yes. My moat, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if one has a moat, one needs to maintain it. One needs to maintain this moat. <laughs> How else will one stop the intruders from the council estates <gasps> coming in to take one's possessions? It was brilliant. I mean, that was that was the highlight. Was he did not see what people's problem was? I kind of. After that, it's it's so funny how you get angry at, about the wrong things, isn't yeah. it? I mean, like, and 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 then with um, the MPs who who maybe fiddled a few grand, as it were, on over a long time on on something like housing or that they didn't really need. Yeah, that was making me angrier than him. Yeah, I think because that was so kind of out in the atmosphere, bad. He was I so beyond. He's yeah, he so, was so beyond he recognizing was, that that it was unacceptable. Yeah. You know, he wasn't even trying to hide it. But then there was kind of other comedy moments, which was like one of the members of the cabinet's husband came to light that, ah, oh, that was unfortunate. This is brilliant. Yeah. This is absolutely fantastic. You yeah. can name a shame because this is just like... Well, who was it? I can't, I can't remember who was it. It's Hillary... Wasn't it? Uh, Harmon. 
Oh yeah, it was Harriet Harman. Yeah, Harriet Harman's husband. husband. Harriet Harman's husband. Harriet Harman's husband <laughs> had a little happy time <laughs> with, with some, some harlots, heavily breasted harlots. <laughs> Yeah, I think. yeah. He, uh, what was he thinking? Um, I think he's there in her employ, and it was uh, Harriet Harman, wasn't it? The she devil. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, claimed claimed on expenses some softcore yeah. movies. Of course he did. Of course he did. Oh. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, the thing is, I actually that even that I don't mind because it was twelve quid, and I understand it is the principle of the thing. But actually, and apparently it was a mistake. Any, like they didn't yeah. mean to claim it. Well, why would you really? You wouldn't want anyone seeing that yeah. on, on your personal expenses. Oh, I did feel you? for the man. I mean, like really, you, you would freak out even if you thought your secretary or somebody's going to see that. You'd be a bit annoyed. But for it to be exposed to the country, that would be quite shocking. Yeah. Also, the fact that she then had to have her husband viewing me softcore yeah. porn. Yeah. Oh, like wow. oh. And did, did you see him reading a statement out to the press? No, I did. no, because I, I, I kind I, of um, I have to be honest. Throughout the whole kind of expenses thing, I just went la 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 yeah, la la. la. Yeah. I can't be asked because it's you know it's one of those things you have an embolism and you get involved or you yeah. stay clear and maintain your calm. Yeah, and I, I got involved. Yeah, I got involved. <laughs> get involved. I, I, got, I got vocal about it, but I saw him make a statement and actually he there was there was this this sense of kind of hmm, um, pride like. <laughs> Like no, yeah. like like sort of yeah, I did. That's right. Yeah, I I had pornography. You know because you know what, I'm a man. Yeah, but really, there was a little bit of that about it. He should he should have dropped that because it was softcore. I mean, really. Yeah, if it had been dwarf jumping out of suitcases, <laughs> then 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 there would ha- there would be a kind of and you know a, a big grin for the world of just look. This is what I watch. I know. Another per- another person I? who podcasts on this network would have called him an amateur, a yeah. rank amateur, <laughs> yeah. frankly, would have been laughing in his face. But anyway, we've got kind of off track. Oh yeah, we have. You know, well, we want to talk about the guy with his moat and things that made us cross. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but, so um, we had the within this obviously the, within, within this time span, all this is coming to light. People are getting really cross because as the MPs are revealing their massive expenditure. Um, everybody else is buying beans yeah. and kind of and really cheap nasty white bread and um, and everything's just, going just in stalespin and we've had I think but was it 2008 actually that all the banks failed it was 2008 that all the banks failed that's right it? yeah because I and yeah. 2009 you was, were kind was, of we were still kind of trying to model from the aftermath the, and yeah from the it. aftermath so into the melee uh, comes. And don't you just love how adaptable capitalism is? It's fantastic. Isn't it's it? like, okay, so uh, no one's buying anything. Okay, what's new and fashionable? Make do and mend. Yeah. Everyone wants to bring it, bring out these cheapy cookbooks. And for those of us who have been skint for a long time, yeah, uh, it's a little bit like really, really. And well, I have two. Okay, I have two complaints with these these things. What happens is there was a whole slew of cookbooks bought out, kind of called cooking on a budget, cooking local, mm. cooking, cooking something, cooking something cheap. May, have, <laughs> may and there were some TV shows called "Stop Spending So Much on Food, You Freaks," <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and 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 don't throw perfectly good food in the bin. Um, just eat it uh that that was the catchy <laughs> title of the show um and so my two i have two gripes Mia. two gripes go on my first gripe is that i have all of these cookbooks from the 1970s the first time it happened yeah i have a fantastic book called poor cook which is uh 
is from from the 1970s and a really inventive cookbook. And is, is it good? It's a great cookbook. I need to look at it. It's really good. And it's kind of, and it's all about cooking with, it's kind of got diagrams of the cheapest cuts of meat and it's kind of got, you know, it's got quite interesting and recipes in it. It's not like you're going to eat Irish stew for the rest of your life. Yeah. It, you know, it's kind of like you can make a lamb polo or things like this. And yeah. Really great make, make respectable meals but mm. just knowing, knowing what you're about yeah so really important. i think it's one of the one of the top ones i've got delia's frugal cookery from Ooh. 1970 oh the oh the first the first I one see. and it's better than a second one i can tell you it's better than the one she released this year it's got a lovely yeah you know what i would imagine because now she's dealing with a population that have grown so used to their sun-dried tomatoes and their you know their, their deli olives really what can she do except to I mean, I read in the news, I've actually seen a, the second of the books, but I heard that she just advertised kind of like cheat items. Like, oh, instead of using your own peeled, boiled, peeled tomatoes, just buy, you know, to use a can. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if she's just bored of it and she's just like, fuck it, you know, yeah. you can, you can, you can just boil this. But, but also, it, I mean, I think if you actually did a real frugal cookbook, people would probably rebel. They'd be like, no, my taste buds can't handle this. How but, dare I go and but, buy this? But actually, know? it's more to do with the... Um, more to do with actually maybe being being able to deal with the because cheap cooking mm-hmm. it's got a little bit of the grim about it yes i'm it talking is. pig's trotters we all know did i mention the pig's trotters last time we did a show <sighs> i need no, to share the pain of the pig's trotters i've had them and the but, pork pie but i haven't you know go on when i was making a pork pie <gasps> over oh, christmas yeah, you did did I mention you it? Did. Yeah, the yeah, stink. I, I, I think I think you must have mentioned it. I'm so glad it's gone. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, the the stink of the the, the pig strutters, bad. Pork pie was good. Yeah, pig strutters. Pie was good. Pig bad. bad. But you know, frugal cooking involves doing things like that, or it involves getting a whole chicken and jointing it and cutting it up and, and making, making it stock with it and making it last. And you have to do all those fiddly things that are kind of a little bit like. Ugh! Yeah, it means really getting hands-on and a bit involved, doesn't it? And, yeah. And giving some thought and planning. And sometimes, I mean, people have stressful enough jobs anyway. They don't necessarily want to plan everything out in their daily lives. That's why, you know, there was a person who stayed at home all the time to deal with all this shit. I know. Before. Exactly. Damn it. Yeah. And, and and also involves eating awful. I just don't know if I can do it. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if how poor you are. There's no excuse for awful. None. <laughs> None. No tribes, no awful. Get it out of I my know, realm of I'm food. Terrible. I'd rather. There's a whole load of other cheap ones that I'd I'd rather eat. How rubbish. Positron my... says no. Posit. Well, well, Negatron says hella no, <laughs> hella no. And then the, the second problem mm-hmm. I have with this slew of um, allegedly cheap cookbooks is a. It's all been done twenty years ago, and I'd rather read the ones from twenty years ago. Thank you very yes. much. And because they then they actually did list cheap ingredients, unlike one recipe, recipe cookbook, which kind of was one of those like two hundred cheap recipes kind of ones. Ridiculous! It was lies, lies. I tell you that cookbook. I don't see how any of those recipes were budget, including including the recipe for pasta with prawns. I'm sorry, but prawns are not a budget ingredient. I don't know what planet you're living on, but they're not a budget ingredient no, where, I, where, where I come from. No, they're not. Of course they're not. <sighs> it's just so annoying. It's just like, that's just the lamest branding exercise ever. You just like stick budget on the title and hope that people yeah, will buy it. will buy it. And the thing is, people are paying, what, eight ninety nine and upwards for a, for a budget cookbook. Exactly. And I think ridiculous, you know, just, um, just go to your charity shop 
and buy some for 50p. I know. Or a pound. I know. Or if you go to Oxfam where they actually treat books like this, they're worth something, well, like a couple of quid. But you don't mind it, even though yeah. it is the most expensive charity shop in town. Yeah, it is the most expensive, but, you know, it's like a bookshop. It is a proper bookshop. The, the one, we're quite lucky, actually. We have two Oxfams on our road. And one is your regular Oxfam. It's got a bit of everything. And the other one is an Oxfam bookshop. And it's got every book you possibly want. You go in there, it's, it's just porn. Book porn. Yeah, you don't really need a bookshop. <laughs> Although they did ca- they did kill off bookshops, Oxfams, but, you know. They did a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But they still, they're still pretty pretty good to go in. But, but the thing is, I mean, not to stray too far off subject, th- th- it's great to go to charity shops, but then you're subjected to other people's taste. And unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of it is very mainstream. So you do have to wade through 35 copies of Marion Keys and Judah Picoult to get... Jodie Picoult, sorry, to get anywhere near Which one's anything Jodie you might want to read. My Sister's Keeper, I think it's called. Oh. She wrote a book that became a film and, and it's, she, she's, she's the new kind of woman's literature woman. Oh. Yeah, it's all very hard. Shows how, how I, in touch I'm, I'm I am. Not speaking quite negatively. I've not actually read any of them. Oh. But that's because they've got pastel covers. And uh, do I you not to, do pastel covers? I, I, tend, I tend not to do pastel covers because it's speaking to a certain person who is looking for who who wants to be crying by page 40 i think oh yeah over some overall emotional family scene tell you what about crying over a book and some overall family scene go on oh i was tricked tricked (laughs) the lovely bones i don't know if you've ever read it i've heard of it it sounds pretty good actually it's a it's a good read however basically this book the lovely bones it's not to do with food at all we're totally not talking about food but i'll just tell you a little anecdote concerning the lovely bones uh i didn't know anything about it um and my friend said oh borrow it it's, it's a good read um you have a coach journey of four hours why don't you read it on the coach journey and i said yes yes i will <laughs> The lovely bones. Wait. The lovely bones concerns, and I don't think I'm giving you any any spoilers here. No. Concerns the the murder and rape of a 14 year old girl at, in the first chapter, and then the rest of it is her looking down from heaven uh, at her family and all the things that happen with that. Well, what's happier than that? I think that's just you putting a, neg- a negative spin on I things, I couldn't Rory. fucking see by the end of the journey. <laughs> I was sat there and I couldn't stop really? reading with a light on, kind of just like puffy face, <laughs> red eyes. Tears spitting out of your eyes. <laughs> it was true. It was. Rolling down my face. I was like, this is not a book to read in public. Why was I not told? <laughs> I can imagine your pale one little face peering on the other passengers. Don't judge me. Don't Please judge don't me. judge me. It's a lovely I'm boat. Normal. I didn't know. <laughs> Do you know, I hate those books when um, at least at least with crying people know to leave you well alone. If you actually read something that just stirs your insides up to such a pitch that you can't really speak or breathe and somebody comes up to you and says, so how was your weekend? And you're like, but, but, can I'll you just that. stop it? I mean, I'm in the, I'm in, I'm in the very middle of an emotional whirlstorm here and you just <laughs> you're kind of you're prodding me in in the middle of this emotional orgasm as it were your your whole brain is going oh my god and your heart is thumping and you're too upset to cry it feels like someone has rendered your guts and then somebody says something really normal and you're like you just stop don't do that no don't, I'm, I'm in the middle of, you of have this to, great you feeling. have to pick bu- like books for bus reading you do you do carefully I think I think it should probably most be like non-fiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah be more like recipes, things like that. Recipes, I know, but you can't read recipes on the bus. I don't no. know why. Unless you read them out loud and get everyone really hungry. <gasps> That'd be 
That'd be such brilliant. Torture, that would it? be a food crime, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Best best food porn voice. Ooh, creme brulee. Especially if you're reading on, on the way home. <laughs> yeah, when so it'd be a little starving. bit like <gasps> slice thinly and saute. <laughs> <laughs> when the cheese is bubbling. <laughs> <laughs> and crispy on the edges <laughs> remove from the oven serve with a generous scoop of cream <laughs> stop it honestly jesus we, we, we should start a sideline <laughs> kind of like food porn sex porn <laughs> you rang Hello? what would you like to hear i've got a wide selection of um vegetables meats sweets <laughs> dairies what are you eating right now well <laughs> fabulous it's a rice pudding <laughs> no you're you're too early i'll have to delay you a moment because that is as is i'm just slicing the vegetables <laughs> chop chop yeah <laughs> i think we've, maybe we've gone too far we may I don't have know. done I, I don't want to alienate anyone is no. this too weird no, possibly but can't be any weirder than the rat king can it i know in the rat king <laughs> and the mouse god me in the last episode we talked about a mouse god i mean frankly if you, if you didn't catch the episode it was probably more coherent than this one so do catch it it was about fasting it was good <laughs> <laughs> all right so 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 um so that was my bad thing of 2009 we've, we've rambled and mm. 2009 the bad stuff happening people pretending to be poor when they weren't and basically i think making a bit of a mockery of people who were genuinely going through hard times people who've been laid off and had no money or were living on one wage in a whole household and family. I know, it's that scary thing as well as when you go for, because I mean, for me, it's kind of like much of a muchness, you know. Mm. I didn't have a lot before and I don't have a lot now, yes. but I'm comfortable. And yes. I don't have, I don't have dependents and I don't have assets. Mm -hmm. So my assets can't decrease and my dependents can't go hungry. No. So, you know, apart from my cat, but then he's always hungry. Yeah. You know. And he's, you know. A he's a cat professional food thief yeah he's uh, emotionally milking meals from the neighbours all yeah. the time apparently he's a tart he, he's <laughs> like the entire neighbourhood up and down <laughs> up and down the neighbourhood but yeah no you know that was it was so it wasn't so bad for me but also that made me a little irked as well because I was a little bit like everyone going oh we've got to tighten our belts and I'm like yeah some of us have, have what on earth were we doing before was it quail every evening yeah you know, quail eggs dusted with caviar yeah. no no it wasn't most people were eating normal meals and let's not speak to them like they were going home and jointing lambs <laughs> having ra like it's Wednesday I, th I think we should, we should snort, slaughter another one of the uh, of the spring lambs what do you think yeah alright then let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's get the spit and the dogs out let's roast it in saffron and then yeah. kind of you know put, put like a, a smaller animal inside <laughs> it and another yeah. smaller animal inside it and then you know based it with the heart of a virgin from the hills of wales mm -hmm. um yeah although i have to say i think that probably we have moved to a certain level of access to interesting ingredients and things like that that you previously didn't have it used to be hard to get olive oil in the uk I mean, you used to have to buy olive oil from the from the chemists. So that yeah. that level of affluence has benefited us. Yes, I it think. has. It really, really has because it's um it's set, it's set up the trade routes as it were, hasn't it? It's opened the lines mm. of, of of shipping, and now we have access and reasonably priced access to a lot of the things we consider necessary. I know. Yeah, can you imagine? I mean, and it's 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 completely foolish, but for some reason, I. Sunflower oil, simply because it's it was the oil of my youth. <laughs> you know, it feels almost like I'd be eating lard. 
<laughs> Why would I do that when there's olive oil to be had? Extra virgin, if you don't mind. Thanks so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? And we also have, I mean, it's it's not even brand names. You get kind of supermarkets doing their own labels and then they then they will differentiate extra virgin oil, yeah. virgin olive oil, Greek extra virgin, Italian extra virgin, yeah. French extra virgin. And you think, where does it end? I know. Where does it end? In the end, we'll, we'll, we'll actually have some tiny, tiny hunchback Greek woman plucked <laughs> from the hillsides of Corfu, preferring her bottle to me like like a black teat in the supermarket. <laughs> Try my oil. It's extra, 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 extra virgin. I'm squeezing it from my fingertips as, as we speak, directly into your open mouth. <laughs> I probably went too far with that one. I quite liked I it. I didn't even say black it's teat. A... That felt a bit sick. Oh, yeah, I know, but I liked it. It was a good word picture. Right, okay. It did it. I had another one. Negatron has another one. Go on. Um, right. I just got... I just found it... I got a bit old of this fatty food thing mm-hmm. of, like, suddenly making everything better. It used to be everything is better when it's organic. Now it's everything is better when it's locally sourced. Yeah. Boring. I quite like it. It's so locally sourced. That's good. Yeah. And 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 and. But the thing is, let, let's not make it. You know, it's it's support your local businesses. Buy locally sourced. Eat sensibly. Eat seasonally. But don't don't like send your guests into you know a swoon of boredom when they come in. Did you know the strawberries are from down the road? But also, yeah. also, yeah. Harriet went to pick them herself this afternoon. Follow quick, quick clothes by Alexandra with the basket. Alexander with a basket and a knife. Yeah, and a knife. (laughs) (laughs) But also, I think, you know, we neglect to mention sometimes things be local and shit. Yeah, of course they can. You know, there are some things you don't get from Leeds. You know, if you... Well, I mean... Unless we wanted to eat eat swede and potatoes all year long. There's a lot of swede. There's a lot of Brussels. There's a lot of... Rhubarb. 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 Rhubarb's fine, but how often? I mean, I don't like it. And you only get it in in a crumble. And frankly, you know... I'd be obese. Yeah, and, and you're not allowed to eat it. It doesn't come along until January or February if you're well, eating local. you'd starve. Wouldn't you? you wouldn't have yeah. a sweet thing all year. That's ridiculous. Yeah. No, only rhubarb once a year. It's depressing. It and then depressing. a whole glut of it. Okay. So <laughs> I feel like the, the the upswing of this is that 2010 is going to be heralded in with trumpets sang on by elephants with glitter coming out of their feet and, and eyes. tiny cherubs. Yeah. And the food will be... The food would be, what would it be? I don't know. Although, we didn't say good things about 2009. Well, I mean, obviously there was us. Oh, well, we were great. We started we, in 2009. We were fabulous. We, we were food-based. <gasps> we started in 2009. How exciting is did that? We? Yeah. We we? Start, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah around about April last year. Oh. After Comic Relief and it our astonishing like, you know, debut. Our little kind of partnership as yeah. it were has been going on forever but it has me it's just we, we only recently yeah. started broadcasting <laughs> that's true enough yeah <laughs> i thought of a good one though Go on. which was like the, the kind of the upside of all these stupid um cookbooks is that people actually have got interested in doing in learning the basics of food and yes. and kind of making things from scratch and playing with that. And that's quite an exciting and fun thing that that can happen. Possibly. Yeah. And young people I as like, well getting enthusiastic about... That's really important. And the, the good side about um, a, lot, a lot of people being... just A lot of people are just a bit poorer than they were. And people are feeling the pinch and everything. But I like it because en masse they stopped it being embarrassing. And you don't have to be ashamed. Whereas 
I was somebody, I wouldn't try and hide like my, my poverty because it was too apparent. You know, you can't hide that kind of abject dismay as you're walking about in, in shoes that clearly don't suit you. <laughs> they, were, they weren't a fashion choice. It was all about practicality. And, um, and you know, looking enviously at another person's lovely, lovely kit nails. But, um, but it's, 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 it's become all right to be, to be cheap. Yeah. You just say, oh, I'm sorry. No, um, I, I, I will eat that. That's fine for me. It's only two days out of date. Bring it over here. Yeah. Although that, they've taken the wind out of my sails. I used, to, I used to quite like being kind of the odd one out, being <laughs> yeah, cheap. I mean, now well, I'm no longer <laughs> kind of, you know, proudly. notable. Well, I was always one, even in my grocers, and in my grocers, because they're obviously, they're like real grocers. They know what's, what's good and what's bad. And the things that are just teetering on the edge of badness, they, they're fond of sticking them in a, in a big see-through bag and calling it a quid. <laughs> you can have you can have this for a pound and it's 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 like a nice mix bag and you get five or six peppers sometimes and a couple of them do have soggy spots mm. which i carefully core out <laughs> and eat the rest and uh and i would feel a bit kind of even even an area that's riddled with students all living on a pound a day some of them anyway not the ones that are funded by daddy and his you know trust fund um <laughs> And and I, I feel a bit embarrassed for them because I'm a 20-something. I should have it together. And I, there I'd be like, buy my bags of peppers for a pound. <laughs> Give me the six peppers for a pound because I'm so poor. And um, But now now it's fine. Now there's a scrum on. Now there's never any peppers left. I know. That's it. No one's like turning their nose nope. up at your peppers. Nope. Damn it. Damn them. Damn I them. Know. What would your bad and good be about 2009? Possibly, if you can think of any. Put you on the spot mm. there. Positron. Bad and good. Yeah. I don't know. It's difficult. Good. Good has been really the education I've had in the past nine months. Oh yeah. Work, working with your good self, Gloria. Oh yeah. We've. we've, oh, yeah. we've do you Gloria, know what? How can got we the not info. say? I, I've, I've actually no. I mean, seriously, without being preaching, I've actually done quite a lot. Uh, oh in, 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 in your capable hands. <laughs> she was gentle with me. No, she wasn't. She was a bitch. Um, (gasps) (laughs) She would drop me on the forehead with her knuckles like a a headmistress when I didn't know something. I do not. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, you can tell it's in her voice. You all know it's within her personality (laughs) to be like that. It (laughs) is. I just don't do it. Well, no, I've I've learned an awful lot. And what's more, it's kind of, it's not learning facts. It's more about learning the things. It's more about firming up my own opinions on certain things. Yeah, and, and having something to back those up instead of just wildly, blindly thinking something, you know, out of thin air. Oh, I'm going to randomly think this and have no evidence or proof or just a thought that occurred to me. And sometimes it's nice to either know that you're wrong completely and shut the piss up before you embarrass yourself in public, or be, be vindicated, kind of, or be able to support yourself in something in an argument or a talk and say, "I know this because you know salt keeps water cold," and that's how they made ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant isn't it actually that is a good point yeah the the, the, the kind of expansion of my my internet food world has been fun that that has been good i've you know i've picked up a few more blogs and uh (laughs) find out found out some comedy comedy sites about food on the internet like there's a whole world of specialist knowledge out there and uh, well you know think about our research for the shows (gasps) there's some pretty dodgy yeah but well you say specialist i say weird (laughs) don't know (laughs) I do, I do. That's how I roll. <laughs> because I'm just judgmental. But no, you're right. It's specialist knowledge and these things need to be known. Otherwise, we, we would never be able to go on the internet and find them within the few strokes of the keys. No, it is pretty awesome. Anything bad? Anything bad in 2009 in your food world? Lots of bad. Mostly just food crimes I've committed. 
<laughs> just against myself. I, I choose to I choose to brush those under the carpet. Do you, I just do, forget do you, about do you them. You just wipe them out of mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. They stay with me, and I, I got, when I'm trying to recreate the similar thing again, there was the time I forgot to butter. I was having a dinner party, which you were in attendance, and I forgot to butter the dish, which I then poured my batter mixture into, and it welded on like. Glue. Was that for the chocolate? That was the chocolate. Perfect. Yeah, but it still tasted awesome. It was, it was still all right. Yeah, it still, it still concerns me. I remember being so pissed that <laughs> I actually saw the butter and thought, "There, there." Rubbed it all around, <laughs> and my hands just went to the other thing instead and picked them up. And it was oh, too late, too late. And uh, and you were kind of you were there going, "Oh, look at me!" Obviously, I, I could see the speech bubbles practically in your head. I look, look at me. Oh, she's pissed. That's what being stressed out and having two glasses of wine straight off the bat does to you. I, I did like, not. Oh, help me. Oh, it's such a lie. Me and Cook's a beautiful dinner and it was delicious. And we all had a lovely evening. Thank you so much. But oh, she that just, helps. That yeah, helps. That you see, she was just, she was just smooth memory. Me, stroke, stroke me, stroke me. We're, we're remembering it as a trauma. Yeah. But our predictions then. Our predictions for 2010. Okay, stupid or real? Well, we could have both. Okay. Uh, you, you go first. You go first. I predict that mm-hmm. in 2010, we're all going to ingest... Oh, they're going to develop the first... Uh, what's that what? thing they have in Star Trek where they go, Computer, give me a drink. A cold drink with <laughs> icing that's very rare. Yeah. Like Zap Banningen. Yeah. I like the juice of a Cardesian <laughs> over an ounce of ass milk. Yes, with one and a half cubes of ice and and an umbrella of something and an umbrella. Yeah, got to have an umbrella. That'd be awesome. Uh, I predict that they one of those will be in development in uh, research and development by the end of the year, and it's going to revolutionise how we order food in restaurants. (laughs) (laughs) What? No, you you know what it is. I know you're going with this. Uh, Are you thinking very specifically of a certain sci-fi novel where a certain Navy cadet? Goes to a restaurant and orders to to a robot. No, oh, no. Watch which that which novel is this? That's an Anne McCaffrey novel. <gasps> and I think it's called. Oh, is it one of her her dragon novels? It's, no, no. It's not one of the dragon ones. It's 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 one that's it's the ship who sings kind of. No, it's not that one either. It's oh. the one where she's a slave. She's captured by a slave as her, her, her parents are kind of trying to. Oh, I don't know if I've read that one. Um, a young planet. Oh, she always had ones about colonizers. And, 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 and the slavers get them, and then she gets out, and she and she be, and she becomes like a leader and all this stuff. I'm gonna find the book for you. It's yeah, you do. It. I mean, do I haven't it, read an Anne like for fourteen again. Time. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> anyway, so I get where you're going with that. I don't know if that's the case i think do you think that might be a little far-fetched i think 2010 (laughs) possibly is the year when every man and his dog get a little bit disillusioned with the fact that they're gonna have to wait 25 years to get their hands on an allotment so they can start fashionably growing their own um because that's a thing that's quite big but lots of people put their names down for for public land to grow things on yeah and they've been doing that for two years actually longer it's 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 been a sweeping sweeping Mm -hmm. thing hasn't it Mm -hmm. i'd say it's been at least eight ten years in in, in the making it's becoming the more allotment is a great british tradition I it's love a great it. tradition we have plots of of, of of public land well public you know owned, owned by the local councils and they're in um certain size plots and you put your name down and you get access to one and you can grow things on it and people can't go in there and steal it's yeah. it's, it's, it's it's really nice it's your own little space and it's for people who 
it, we've got lots of like workers' houses and cottages that don't have an outdoor space with them that go directly onto a road. And so to offset that and the misery that comes with it, they have this these plots. You of have land. access to a garden, basically. And so yeah, and, and it's it's just it's a fantastic idea. But um, in the past few years, it's become very you know like um, the thing to do is you get an mm. allotment, and e- it's particularly trendy if you happen to be a twenty-something media spark <laughs> who wears designer clothes Monday to Friday, and then fashionably like slobs around in her muckers or hunter oh, wellies yeah. and gets her hands dirty pulling mm-hmm. up the carrots yeah I know, I know that sounds a bit cynical so but are we going to have a land revolt t- 2010 I think they're going to realise that half of Britain is on an allotment register and <laughs> that there's not enough land to go around <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah um, or at least anyone who reads the Guardian dig up, is dig up the, queen, yeah. the Queen's Garden you can't buy a Guardian these days unless you can prove that you have put your name down for an allotment damn that's why I haven't bought one for yeah, ages that, that's what it is but I here's here's my thing, 2010, and this is an idea that's been kind of purported by one of our um, little eco chef guys. He's got a program on our channel for called Hugh Fernie Whitting Store. Oh yeah, him. Hello, my sexy gnome. Um, oh no, really? Oh, I love him. Oh no, oh, he's so nice. No, he's got lovely hands. No, no sex. <laughs> No. <laughs> okay. Whenever I say that, that's that's exactly the response I get. I, I'm I'm interested that women at large don't find him attractive. Anyway. No. Um, hi, 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 Hugh. Hi, I'm your fan. I'm Hello. Your fan. Anyway, I'm a, I'm a fan, but I don't want to do you. Anyway, I mean, apart apart from his kind of pen shop making recipes that are largely, you know, unreachable. Here is a to, carcass. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here is an ingredient that you'd never knew existed <laughs> and that grows specifically in my garden. I'm going to make something fab with it. And this, it, this, this recipe requires you to, like to hand rear. Yes, a, a yes, yes. Hand rear something. And a lot, a lot of his recipes are kind of long livers, and so he'll make his own f- um, bubbly and things like that. But to cook the way he does you can't have a job and you have to have immense funds mm. and access to a lot of outdoor space and friends who are farmers that kind of thing um but anyway he did this thing where he they were utilizing a public space to grow vegetables and a few months ago i came across um a forum about garden sharing and people like there are lots of beautiful beautiful old houses in leeds where we live and they have large gardens and they're not completely you know utilized the people in them often are old are older and they're not as energetic or ever been interested as they might yeah. have been. And there's a lot of garden sharing going on. It's 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 really oh, popular. Yeah. People will um they're basically saying, you know, I live in Meanwood, I have this much space and it's a shame there's a greenhouse and everything, but I can't do it anymore, or I've lost the interest, or my wife died and now I spend all my time feeding the cats. If you're you know, and, and there's a whole like internet world where people are that's amazing are making use of what space there is between the the haves and the have nots. That's amazing. Isn't I've, it cool? I've, that's such a great initiative. I've heard of the there's a fruit tree um, kind of initiative, and mm. it's just the same thing, which is people who have fruit trees who can't harvest the fruit. Wow. Um, kind of let such make it be a known. straightforward idea. I mean, obviously, yeah. you're gonna let it rot. Yeah. So just exactly that. Yeah. To, to say if you want to harvest it, you know, you can take a cut of it. I'll have some of it, yeah. and we'll and we'll do it. But you know that because. I remember around about August, September, I mean, August, September, October, you know, there's a few where I, where my parents live, there's a few fruit trees that I was dying to scrump. Yeah. Dying yeah, yeah. to scrump because these beautiful apple trees and, oh. you know, and, you know, just a lot of them and a beautiful plum tree down the road as well, really kind of laden with fruit. And oh, they were like, a few of them were probably on the old fruit tree register. 
Yeah. Oh, that's what so a great nice. initiative, isn't that it? That is great. Yeah, people's garden. Same thing as the uh, garden. But thing. I mean, yeah, it's, it's making sure that these things don't go to waste. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking of fruit trees, I just remembered actually last summer there are three fruit trees in the space in the, the place where I work at the moment. They're on apple, and I think I I put paid to most of it. They were going to rot. I thought exactly. I'm poor. I may as well just have them as my snacks. And and it, I actually got used to just being able to wander outside and pick one from a branch. It was amazing. <laughs> it's brilliant. It was amazing. And uh, I remember as 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 a teen, uh, not as a child, as a teen, as, as a young teen, as a young teenager, as a young lady, I, I used to frequent a farm. And and the, no, the guy there, he was he was a horse dealer, and me and my friends used to break in his ponies for him and make them kind of just about save him to put a child on, <laughs> and then he'd sell them on to some gullible like parent set <laughs> for their little offspring. For the, for the light of their life and we'd be sort of like giggling over our profits and the way we'd hoodwinked them and um <laughs> and he had a victoria plum tree that and all and it was it was it was so positioned that he built his garage beneath it so we could climb onto the roof and get them and they weren't spoiled because they were kind of sheltered by oh, the tree itself yeah. and they weren't on the ground getting soggy mm-hmm. and they were just perfect and we, we we ate so many that we gave ourselves um the trots <laughs> yeah I, I think one day i ate 20 and I was like, I had to go home. I have to go home right now. My belly's doing bad noises. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine the amount of acid your body would conjure up to deal with that? It was it was like a bubbling, ominous mass just wedged in there. 2010, the year of scrumping. <laughs> so are we advocating sort of... Oh, we couldn't advocate scrumping. Thievery of a kind. <laughs> no, no. We couldn't, we're not advocating. Maybe joining some fruit tree initiatives. Yeah. I think I think that's going to be a big trend. I mean, it's I don't think there's going to be a big change. I mean, people are still, you know, kind of trying to live sensibly and stuff. I think the thing is making it more um, acceptable and less like poncy newspaperish to kind of to go and get involved with these kind of yeah, things. Yeah, online. I could, I, could, I could do without it all being kind of terribly glam and trendy and actually yeah. being normal. Yes, just become normal. Let's, like everyone should be involved. If you have a garden, even if you don't grow anything in it. In it per se, you know, other than a couple of nice plants. Nice plants are still plants, aren't they? Get involved. I know, I'm rubbish. Okay, I've got a balcony. I could grow some herbs on my balcony. I could do that. You actually could. I mean, they'd wither and die because there's snow out there, but... Not right now. But that would look really attractive. And you're right, you could grow your own herbs out there. I could do that. I could. That would be terribly New York of you. Yeah, I know, it would be very good, wouldn't it? But I suppose there's the other one, which is kind of a bit more of a serious one, which I suppose is the um, food security thing, which is, you know, we could just have the the Mm. end of food supplies. And it's one that we probably want to talk about in a future episode, which is food supply. I think we should because there's a lot to talk about there. Yeah, but I think it's one maybe one prediction you could have for 2010, which is the security of food in the UK, which has been raised before, which is we rely heavily on imports. Yeah, we do. We, you know, people are already, you know, some people stockpile food. Already. This is th- this is one of those arguments that seems terribly right wing. And unpopular. it does, doesn't it? And I, that's what, why I don't want to go with what, it when it's being said. And then years later, these things tend to like find their way to the mainstream and become much more central and much more um, valid yeah. at the time, depending on circumstances. At the moment, when they're going for a massive freeze, um, you know, kind of uh, political situation is not too steady, is it? And we're not exactly liked by many people. And if if there were, you know, just on the off chance, another world war as an island who doesn't really provide for itself anymore, we could be starved into submission. Yeah. And, and, and well beyond it, we could just be starved. Yeah. And um, 
we've we, we, we've taxed our own farm our own farmers to the death it's a miracle that half of them are still in business i know we don't do very well at, out of our participation in the eu at all yeah when it comes to agriculture so you think well can you can you really blame them for just um giving up and growing things that are not actually yeah you know not pro- growing crops yeah. anymore they're not growing crops and, and things like that you can process and eat as it were on site I don't know if it would actually be possible. I mean, I'm, we've always imported things and stuff. I don't know if it would actually be possible to feed the UK population from think. UK produce alone. 60 million. I mean, you're talking about what happened in the Second World War. People were growing vegetables in their back gardens. Yeah. And in and, and any available space. And it was your duty. You had to do it. Yeah. And I think, I really, really, really think that the, the kind of, those are the kind of emergency measures that really should be called for now. But there isn't any of that urgency because... People don't feel an immediate threat. No, and I suppose it's a difficult one to tread because part of me is like, I don't mm. want to be alarmist and, and live in fear. I'm not, I'm not talking about kind of terrorist and, 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 and war per se, but I, but I think lots of situations could lead to the same end mm. where people ought to have done something and they realise five years too late that they should have been growing yeah. their own fruits and vegetables. I think, I think the time. question about, about how, fragile, yeah. how fragile our security of food is Absolutely. Is, yeah. is, is one that would be a... Really great one to look at in a future episode, definitely. And maybe, maybe 2010 will be the year when that is that question is thrown more sharply into relief. Maybe it won't happen, but that issue will become more to the fore. Yeah, I think I think because um, we were talking about getting a spokesperson in to talk about to discuss absolutely food security and kind of um, and 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 how we live the way we live and what we can do to change it, and. Um, <clears throat> To become more integrated, if that's not too ponty a word, within our own environment and, and stop relying so heavily on outside sources. I think I'd like to get a bit educated on so there must be there must be some think tank out there who's debated this and said, What would happen if all the ports closed yeah. and nobody flew into us and nobody flew out and we couldn't get ships? I'm in? sure it's a question. How how immediately screwed? What would what would the immediate would it be panic buying and then what would be left on the shelves? How many you how know? much supplies have we got in the country yes. and how long would it last? How long would it last before people started really feeling the effects? Before people stopped eating four meals a day and snacks and going to vending machines yeah. and started eating, you know, low calorie vegetarian meals that they could sustain and things. Yeah. I think I think you'd have deaths. I think you'd have widespread you losses would. and violence and but then I don't know. Yeah. This is something I think we need to find out about, and then we can we can boil all to death with it. <laughs> be cool. You see this? 2010. It's the year of beating you with our information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, you know, of course, 2010 is a year of crimes against food and our our long and successful podcast. <laughs> yeah. Also, and uh, us winning awards. As well, we, I'm, you I'm know, I'm laughing now. We're, we're being serious. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're we're going to take like, over the world. Whoa. We want to win awards. Yeah. Awards Just, uh, and shit. Make it happen and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be cool. That'll be cool. And also, I predict that um, you, we will all eat little pills that will be like food and one will be like food one that tastes like breakfast right. and one will taste like <gasps> lunch did you by any chance watch Charlie and Chocolate Factory recently no but I was remembering <laughs> it I was remembering yeah. it oh gosh oh, what a um, seductive idea I like that I think I think the only thing that you could suggest is sort of I know what we can do let's get people on these pills that just make you forget you are hungry <gasps> Let, let's just get already psychedelic. You just have to sm- you have to smell something that smells like chocolate, and it makes you less hungry. Yeah, yeah. Wow. 
maybe maybe you see it seems like you either have one way or the other you either have 2010 is the year of advancement of more technological kind of meddling with food or 2010 is the year of totally having no technological involvement with food and just regressing to a basic state kind of gathering you know build floating farms that we can set adrift in the north sea and and just and, and just rope them in, drag them back to land, and harvest. God, the crops. I read the most the most terrifying dystopian child novel about that. Really? Um, yeah, there was like floating farms and stuff like that, and some people lived underground, and some people lived up up above in biospheres. It was oh all very traumatizing. I think it was a post a nuclear attack or something like that. I I'm actually a huge fan of of, of the whole like post nuclear post apocalyptic thing like you know how we survived and the personal story but then i'm only a fan because i'm reading it from the perspective of somebody who has survived it and who <laughs> and who does quite well out of things and might know a moment of two of desperation but doesn't succumb oh, whereas really? i think you know largely people probably would succumb i'd probably die yeah. um, that's that's very depressing uh, yeah no i always read them as as terrifying uh, really terrifying mind you i'm a natural warrior so it was uh, <laughs> and i'm positron so, so yeah i was obviously uh, looking uh, at neg- it from, negatron well i think you know we, that that's our our predictions for the year i quite like our predictions basically either techno or non-techno yeah uh food crisis or no food crisis so garden sharing but when you get there you just pop a pill so you don't feel hungry and you plant plastic vines that's a dystopian kind of soundtrack there <laughs> terrifying <laughs> amazing um but if you've got some suggestions about what you think um 2010 will bring for food or even the future of food yeah. as you see it you can go to www.simplysyndicated.com and if you go for the link to the forums on the menu bar um you with a little section all dedicated to crimes against food where you can post your thoughts and talk with other people about food 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 which is great it's also the home of a few other shows on the network um there's movies you should see there's mm-hmm. books you should read there's hooked drugs podcast they've had some really interesting interviews recently and uh definitive word Paddy's TV surprise. Well. These are off the top of your head. Bravo. I know, I'm doing quite well, aren't I? Paddy's TV surprise. Uh, for those about to rock. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I might have li- reached the end of my, my off the... Oh, Super Rich- Happy Fun Time. Super Happy Fun Time. Yeah. Masters of None. Yeah. How can we forget Masters of None? No. Um, I think that's probably all of them. <gasps> Starbase 66. All right, stop it now. Soon to return, make it so. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> okay, I think I think you have actually got through the full list. I think I might have. Oh God! Now I'm gonna. She's such an ask kisser. She's been prepping, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you for joining us. Thank Plans you. Gets food. Bye. Bye.